0: Rams Nation, what's happening, what's good? It's your boy, Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Lockdown Rams. Rams. It's the Friday edition of Lockdown Rams. You didn't hear that wonderful voice in the background. We are super jacked, boys and girls. Ladies and gentlemen, I am bringing you back the man, the myth, the Kroger James Kruger from Rams Podcast. James, welcome back, my man. How you been? Woo,
3: bear. I've been doing good. I had to. I had to get on that intro because I missed it so much. And hearing it on this side, I just. I was mouthing it like I always do. So I had to. I had to get get a little teaser of my voice in there. But dude, I'm doing great. Thank you for inviting me back on the show. I'm super jacked to be here. It's funny we were texting earlier, and you said I need to dust off my mic. Well, I. I literally dusted off my mic. It's, uh, it had dust all over <laughs> it and, so, and my headphones, but uh, I was happy to do so, and I'm super jacked to be here, man.
0: Well, dude, I'm super jacked to have you. I mean, I've been kind of, I know obviously for everyone that's either new to the podcast and haven't heard James before, or if you go way back in the days in our, the beginning of, of Ram's podcast, then you know this is where it really started, um, but I know obviously having the baby and you know the move and you were doing a bunch of stuff. Uh, you know, kind of getting your house together. So I understood taking some time off, especially after the Super Bowl and where that kind of ended. But um, yeah, random text here and there to you to kind of tease you to come on the podcast. I got a lot of the, you know, coming on soon, man. Don't worry. <laughs> and then finally we got the yes. We got the approval. We're dusted off the mic, like you said. So, I mean, I guess just out the gate, you know, we'll get to talk some football, but how's how's life as a dad going? What's, what's going on with that? How's big man? How's he coming along? Uh, baby James, how's everything?
3: Uh, it's, it's amazing, man. All the dads out there know how amazing it is. It's, he's about four and a half months at this point, And uh, you may hear him a couple times during the show in the background. He likes he loves his own voice, you know, kind of like kind of like actually kind of like Uncle Bear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we didn't get that from Dad, but uh yeah i'm on I'm on dad duty at night. My wife has been working a bit at night um remotely, so i'm I'm doing dad duty right now, so that's kind of what I've been up to. just any extra time I have spending with him, obviously work's been really busy for me. And then I picked up some side stuff. So dude, after the Super Bowl, I, you know, I I hit my off season too, man. You know, I had the players and everybody has to have it, but I got to give you props, dude. You've been, you've just been going full steam ahead, pedal to the metal and, and we're putting up all this content. It's been amazing to, to, to see because me, I just, you know, got too much going on. I got overwhelmed. I had to, I had to step away, take a break, do my off season stuff, be a dad, you know, super young kid, So, you know, any free time I have, I just want to be with him and hang out and do dad stuff and take massive amounts of video. I'm out of storage on my phone already. So, (laughs) dude, it's been been amazing. I've, you know, kind of got my my, uh, break from football. But once the draft happened, I, I will admit, I did watch the draft. And I've been kind of just... You know, having my eyes wander back towards towards the Rams and everything that's been going on, and now that that the rookies are here and and uh, we're getting rolling, I'm I you know you texted me at the right time. I was in such a, a mood to to talk to you, and then you're like, hey, would you mind coming on tomorrow? Heck yes, dude. So uh, everything's been great, and um, I'm I'm like I said, I'm happy that we're headed back towards towards uh, the season beginning. Man, I'm I'm super jacked.
0: That's awesome, man. Well, uh, you know, congratulations on everything you got going on. And, you know, y- you're sending over baby snaps left and right. And I love them. He asked me <laughs> even before we started, like, if it's too much, let me know. But I'll be running across the apartment to my girlfriend to try to get the snap and show what's going on. And, um, it, you know, he's adorable. And you guys look like you're having a blast. And uh, mm-hmm. you've really gotten a lot of awesome projects done at the house, except for set up the podcast studio, which it sounds like me and you both mm-hmm. are slacking on that. I've got an extra room in the house that. I still have not gotten set up my studio fully yet. So uh, maybe we'll have like a podcast studio building session. I'll come down. I'll help you with yours. You come up and we'll knock them out. But uh, glad to have you back on, man. I was so excited when you said yes and we could get back on here and, you know, we could have almost a whole other podcast just about life before we get to football. But that's why we're here. We're talking Rams football. Uh, you talked about kind of stepping away from the game and, you know, having time with with life and how players do that and having your little offseason season. So I guess with that, did it work? Are you fully recovered from that Super Bowl loss? Do you feel better? Do, you know, like what's your thoughts on the last time you saw the Rams and and where your where your heart and head's at right now?
3: Well, dude, I mean, I think I think you kind of got my uh, status when you were trying to get me on to the podcast. You know, a few weeks after the Super Bowl, but I just you know it was. It was so intense leading up to the Super Bowl, all the media stuff. You know, I worked from home. I was all over it. I was watching it all stinking day. Uh, you know, I was doing stuff for over, over at Rams Podcast, hitting up social media, and it just was – it it was intense, man. I, I I took it on really strong. And, you know, once once we uh, – the Super Bowl was over – I basically went through the seven stages of grief, my friend. Because, right? You know, I, you know, as I'm sure a lot of people in Rams Nation did, but their their grief probably didn't last quite as long. And then it kind of transitioned into, oh, I ha- also have a newborn that I need to pay attention to, and all my, uh, you know, jobs that I'm doing right now. So I went through the seven stages of grief. So, so, you know, I started with denial, like everybody. You know, did we waking up in the middle of the night, like did we really score three points? Uh, you know, like just just having nightmares of Tom Brady and the Super Bowl trophy and 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 now many months later we're here at the acceptance stage and and here we are heading into the 2019 season. but yeah dude after the Super Bowl, on top of just everything else going on, it was just kind of like this a flood of of, of, of a ramp season being complete. you know what I mean I just the day after I just was like, okay, that is over with and now I need to just take a stake and break which obviously I did I've been you know trickling back into Twitter my personal and Rams podcast I like I said I watched the draft and I've been kind of tweeting a bit about uh you know stuff that the Rams are doing slowly but yeah man after the Super Bowl and and on top of that honestly you know I was heartbroken to go to my feelings I would just I was incredibly heartbroken as I'm sure everybody was in LA and all the Rams fans around, but it, it was tough, man. It was, it was tough to just watch that season and get so excited about it and go through that and, and just have that loss. It was just, it was, it was, it was heartbreaking, man. It was heartbreaking the fact that nobody scored a touchdown in three
1: quarters.
0: Yeah. And, and it was, it was super heartbroken. And you talk about the seven stages of of, you know, grief and, and really coming back to the full circle of acceptance leading into what now obviously rookies getting into the rookie camp and, and getting the horns on picking their numbers and often running in that sense. So kind of from what you've seen so far in this offseason, whether it's through free agency or the draft, where's your confidence level with this team coming into this upcoming season?
3: Extremely high, man. I mean, I think, you know, like I said, I did watch the draft. I think we did well. It was tough to watch only in the sense that I was obviously checking out, uh, you know, what they actually show on TV in the beginning of the draft and who's going to wear But it was a while until the Rams actually had a pick. And then we just kept getting pushed back. So I was just watching the draft and nothing was happening for the Rams. But to answer your question as far as how I feel where we stand going into the season, I feel extremely confident. I mean, I think we've improved. Obviously, I have some concerns and we can probably chat about those later in the show. Uh, for example, Todd Gurley, but I know that we're going to chat about that. So I have some concerns. But as you know, heading into the season, you know, I think confidently we can definitely head to the Super Bowl again, you know, no problem. Uh, so, I mean, I wouldn't say no problem, of course. Uh, there could be many factors that that happened, but dude, we got Cooper Cup back. Uh, we'll talk about that, I'm sure, in a little bit. Our, the draft went well for us. I'm excited about the people we got, and uh, I'm feeling great about heading into the season. I think we're a, a slightly improved team than we were last year.
0: Awesome. So, I mean, I guess that those those that time off and and really kind of. You know, getting knocked down at the highest peak really hasn't shaken the core of what you think this team is capable of. Obviously, we've got great people at the head of the organization, Sean McVay leading this group, and still a lot of star power. So uh, I'm excited to kind of dive into it. You kind of teased a couple of things that we'll talk about, which I didn't do at the beginning of the show because I was just so damn excited to have you on. So Uh, What we'll do is we'll step aside. We're going to take our first break. We're going to be back. We're going to kind of break down some of the concerns, some of the players, position groups, but we'll have all that and more coming up. James Kroger, Bear Motter, Lockdown Rams, Friday, right after this.
1: The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a post-mortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fancy Football with your Locked On Fancy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fantasy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry, you can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider.
0: All right, Rams Nation, we are back. Second segment, I've got the man, the myth, the Kroger back with us. It has been way too long since I've said that, so I'll probably say it every time that you're on here again and dig it in about three or four times. That's where it started, the man, the myth, the Kroger. And I'm stoked to have you on here. We kind of talked a little bit about getting back into the things, taking your time off, kind of expectations moving forward. And, and you kind of said, I'll hold it to this, but I'll also let you kind of back out of it a little bit. You said Super Bowl doesn't seem to be a problem. So as your expectations coming in, and we kind of left on that, but I want to finish before we kind of move on to the next subject. Where do you really truly, like what would be okay with you or what would not be okay with you? Is it um, with this roster? Is it, you know, making the playoffs? Is it a deep run in the playoffs? Or is it like a Super Bowl or bust
3: mindset? Uh, that's a tough question because every Rams fan thinks, oh, we made it there last year. It's it's Super Bowl or bust. We're LA, you know, that's 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 what we do. But we got to keep in mind, people like the Saints, you know, there's there's a few speed bumps that we would have to go over uh, to, to, you know, get to that Super Bowl. So, you know, I think we're going to ra- win the division. Of course, I don't see... Any threats there, Seattle, you know, I saw an article the other day about Seattle, talking about Seattle winning the division. It just, it made me laugh. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, so the division's kind of an expectation. I would be extremely disappointed if if that didn't happen. Deep run in the playoffs is kind of where my, my aim is right now because you, playoffs are crazy, man. You never know what's going to happen. We don't know what we're dealing with as far as injuries are concerned and anything, ha- you know how much happens during the NFL season. So I don't want to be... St- so deep in my shot with the target of Super Bowl or bust, I don't think we're quite there, but I think it's highly likely. Uh, so I would say to answer your question, deep, uh, deep run in the playoffs is kind of my expectation, and obviously Super Bowl would be ideal.
0: Yeah, I I really think with the way that this team has really developed over the last few years, that I mean, last year it felt like Super Bowl or bust with everything that they put into it. So obviously we didn't make the big splashes. We saw you know a handful of guys that were really important in that take off. So I think deep run in the playoffs is really where this expectation for the team is, is always consistently trying to be around that NFC championship game. I think that really is the ultimate goal to get there and have an opportunity to play for the Super Bowl, right? A lot of things have to go right, even getting that game. Obviously, we saw in that game last year, a lot of things have to go right in that game. It's going to help if we can play it at home, maybe this year. But winning the division is your first step. And then from there, it's, you know, win a couple games in the playoffs. You get a bye. And all of a sudden you're in the NFC championship game and anything can happen to get to the Super Bowl. So, uh, yeah, these expectations for the Rams have been huge over the last couple of years, obviously with Sean McVay and what he's done. uh, But it makes sense. So looking on the other side of that, you know, coming into this season, we just talked about some of the things we're really excited about and, you know, expectations on deep playoff run. But if you look at what are the question marks coming into this season, is there, you know, particular position or player or you know, what stands out to you that's a little concerning? I mean, we talked about Cooper Cup yesterday on the podcast as kind of our player breakdown. Um, you know, there's a wide receiver group. Do you think we're weaker than we were last year? Just talk to me a little bit about, you know, what are your concerns with this team then?
3: Okay, so I think your question might be in two parts. Uh, one is concerns. Two, I want to talk about Cooper Cup. So maybe I'll start with the concerns and then let's let's chat about a bit about Cooper Cup. I'm, I know you talked about it yesterday, but... Uh he's my dude. So, you know, when James Carter comes back on the mic, let's let's chat about him.
0: Yeah, you get to talk
3: about whatever you want. Uh so to answer your question about concerns, honestly, dude, my number my number one concern, and I'm sure this is uh popular around Rams Nation, but my number one concern is Todd Gurley. And I'm not sure how much you've you've talked about this on Logs on Rams the past couple of weeks, but What's going on? You know, how bad is it with that injury? And, you know, as I've stepped away, of course, correct me if I'm wrong or update me. If, if you're like, well, there was an actual report yesterday, James, that came out that, that explained everything about Todd Gurley. <laughs> I didn't see it. Uh, but as far as like, you know, getting back into everything right now, talking about concerns, it's, it's Todd Gurley, dude. Like we saw that in talking about me watching the draft, well, dude, the second person that we actually drafted is a running back and on social media everybody's like okay what does this mean malcolm brown sitting back there you know homer bush and homer bush's gif like uh okay uh so you know now we have two backup running backs is that a sign that we prioritize that as our second overall is our second pick in the draft i mean what's going on here is sl- slightly a mystery. I don't know. I'm sure this happened a while ago, but there was a TMZ video of Todd Gurley leaving a restaurant and he was limping and you know, they're kind of trying to ask him about it, but you know, Todd Gurley, he doesn't, he's not one to like sit there and talk to the media, but he was limping. And is this one of those things where uh, it's a lot worse than, than they're saying? I mean, they're being pretty low key about it. And of course, Barry, you know, if, if, if something's come out or not, but it's kind of like reminds me right now, I got the, the NBA playoffs in the background. It's like Kevin Durant. It's like, oh. He hurt his calf. Uh, But according to everybody who knows what happens with Achilles injuries, it looks a lot worse. And all of a sudden, I just got this update saying he's actually going to be out for quite a bit. So I'm extremely worried about Todd Gurley. Uh, You know, in the beginning of last season, we were so excited to see what he's going to be able to do. But looking into this season, he is, in a way, he's kind of a nucleus of this offense. And if there's an issue or an injury with him, we just gave him a huge contract last year. You know, it's it's quite concerning.
0: Yeah, the contract was just, in a weird way, just poor timing as far as what happened throughout the season. But at the, at the end of the day, if you talked to us, you know, week 13 and said, how's that contract paying out right now? We would have been like, awesome. You know, this guy's an MVP candidate right now. You know, he's, you know, he ended up with, what, 19 total touchdowns or something like that. He had, you know, he's in top three in yardage. He sat out the last two games, which kind of dropped him even lower. But Um, you know he had a really really great year he was having highlight reel plays and you know catching the ball out of the backfield scoring that way also running uh, you know running over people Uh, he had an amazing season and then just kind of you know we used him a lot he was I think again in the top three as far as running backs go as far as carries go and I think that with the injury which you're right it's kind of in a weird way you, you know good comparison to the kevin durant as far as like we don't know because they're they're kind of saying like oh it's you know his knees a little banged up but he'll be all right and then there's the arthritis talk and we're not going to know until he gets a football helmet on and he's out at practice or you know it's week one because we're not going to see him in the preseason that's for sure we learned that last year especially from coming off of this injury coming into the season there's no way we're seeing him so we're going to see a lot of you know, the rookie Henderson and, and Malcolm Brown working back into it. And, you know, we talked about concerns about Malcolm Brown's injury and another reason maybe why they drafted a running back. But, you know, Malcolm Brown was his clavicle. Like, it wasn't like his, you know, he, he's coming off a knee injury last year. I, I really expect him to still be kind of the Malcolm Brown that we saw, you know, at the beginning of last year before he got hurt and hopefully be able to add some, you know, versatility to that group. But again, you know, this, this team ran a lot of 11 personnel – last year. And maybe that's something that they're looking to get out of, you know, if they're not going to have that power horse back that they're going to give 30 carries to, maybe they stay in the same format and they do the hurry up offense and they, you know, just rotate the running backs more. But, you know, I think we're going to see a little bit more of Gurley in that 18 to 22 carries a game under 25, definitely nothing over 25. I almost want to feel like Sean McVay is going to have like a pitch count for Todd Gurley, especially in the early part of the year, because they want to have him when it counts to the end of the year, when he started to kind of go missing. And, you know, McVay took a lot of that on his shoulders, but a lot had to do with that injury. So I'm with you. There's there's no new information. You didn't miss an article. You didn't miss any recent TMZ videos or anything like that that are giving us any more information. We're all still in the dark right now on Todd Gurley. And it's probably one of my bigger concerns right now, too, is just the big question mark. But I'm excited. I don't think Henderson, the rookie, is going to come in and really – You know, hamper on his style or what he can do. I think it's going to be more of a compliment to him. Uh, That's obviously, you know, I'm the glass half full guy right now but uh, we'll see how it plays out but what we're gonna do is we kind of went off on that segment and Todd Gurley so we're gonna take a break we're gonna jump on over the other side I got a couple more questions for you we'll dive a little bit deeper into a couple more players uh, talk to your feelings on them this is the Friday edition lockdown Rams James Kroger from Ram's podcast is with us I'm Bear modern we'll be right back after this
4: my complete
0: All right, Bram Station. we are back. Third and final segment, James Kroger with us. James, you're going to have to come back, my man, because we've got a list of like 13 things to talk about. We're on like number three. So uh, I think this hopefully means that uh, now that you dusted off the mic, that, you know, you don't want to make that a routine where you constantly have to always be dusting off. You'll just hopefully come back and join us because I know I've gotten people here on the Lockdown Listener Group that have reached out to me and said, where the heck is James? So I brought you back. Um, hopefully we can get to a few more things today, but we'll, we'll pick some of this up again, guys. Don't forget. If you don't know by now, you can follow them at J Kroger three. I'm LA underscore rambling bear. You can also follow at locked on podcast and Rams podcast, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the social medias. You can find the podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Google podcasts, and my new favorite streaming app, which is Himalaya, all locked on podcasts can be found there as well. So go check it out, download it. Let me know what you think about it. I usually say that in the first segment, you guys are probably thankful that that didn't happen, but here we are in the third, getting my plugs in per usual. So James, we kind of left on the Todd Gurley thing and we were talking more concern of Todd Gurley, but as I finished my little rant to finish that segment it was I, I started getting really excited about Henderson being a part of this offense. Um, you know, from what you've seen in film and, and through the draft talk, uh, how excited are you about him and what really do you think he could bring to the offense?
3: Well, I, you know, you're not the only one excited about Henderson, Bear, because what I'm seeing is that uh, I'm seeing video from the draft saying, uh, showing less need talking about Henderson adding that quote, Camara element. And as we were talking about Todd Gurley and how many times he's going to get the ball and you know going out for the passes? Well, Alvin Kamara is you know goes out for quite a few passes as well. He gets to over 200 touches during the season, so you know that's that's quite a bold statement coming from Les Snead I and mean, like Bass sitting right there. But that kind of opens the question like, okay, well Todd Gurley was doing that for a while. There's a few games last year where Todd Gurley was like our number one, number two uh, receiver when it came to overall yards. So, you know, it. what does that mean? Is that kind of like, okay, we need to replace both those elements that Todd Gurley really adds to the team? And uh, it even looks like they were trying to draft him earlier than they actually did. So, you know, saying the Alvin Kamara comparison is, is, is quite the statement about Henderson. And I'm wondering, you know, what does that mean when it comes to this offense? You know, talked about, you've been talking about cup return and the formations we're going to see out there. Well, Who's going to be uh, prioritized there? Is it going to be Gurley or Henderson? And then also, do you you know are we going to do something like a, a two back set, or are we going to add some more uh, additional receivers? Maybe four wide receiver sets or two tight end sets. Having you know Sean McVay with his tight end background, but we haven't seen him utilize the tight ends too much this season. So it kind of makes you scratch your head and wonder how much they're going to open up this offense and whether or not we're going to continue. We're going to evolve and change. The the formations that we're looking at offensively be in 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 that sense utilizing Henderson as much as we can.
0: Yeah, and if you look back and you're talking about the usage that Todd Gurley was having, and I'll go back, I'll just rattle off. Since 2015, he had 229 carries in 2015, and in 16, he had 278. 2017 279 and then last year with sitting out the last two games had 256 carries he's basically averaging over the last couple years 18 to 19 carries per game I really expect with obviously the addition of Henderson Malcolm Brown being healthy that you know if you're ideally if you're the Rams you want to get him around the 200 mark of attempts and, and give and give those other 50 attempts to you know, Malcolm Brown and, and Henderson and bring that average down so we can get some more longevity, one, out of the season, and then two, just out of that contract that we just gave him. You know, we want to see him not just next year, but the year after that. I still think that he can be, you know, impactful with less carries. So we'll have to keep an eye on that number as the season goes and how it's comparing and and things like that because you talked about, you know, Sean McVay is a creative offensive mind and he's going to find ways to get playmakers the ball. And I think that was the addition here with Henderson is just get another playmaker on the field. We saw when Cooper cup went down, I think after like week eight, uh, that production started to slip. Our third down percentages were going down. Uh, We had some people fill in, but not to the magnitude of where Cooper cup was playing at that moment. So uh, we'll see if this shakes up things with 11 personnel, but we talked about it yesterday, but I know you're a Cooper cup guy. You mentioned it earlier. So I want to give you a little more opportunity to talk about uh, him coming back. So, you know, your expectations for Cooper Cup, how high are they? Are they, you know, coming right back into where he was? Or, um, you know, maybe even drop a stat line on what you would see at the end of the year that you'd be happy with. And then just kind of Cooper back on back on the roster and healthy.
3: Dude, okay, yeah. You know, Cup is one of, if not my favorite player. We'd have our bet going with the Seahawks podcast. And you asked for a Cup jersey, I might ask for a Cup jersey too. So, obviously – we're fans. Maybe one of us can get the, the cup uh, linebacker jersey. One of us can get the cup wide receiver jersey. We'll see. Yeah, you want, the, uh,
0: you want that practice squad jersey?
3: <laughs> uh, maybe if I was buying it myself. Yeah.
0: Uh, Sorry, or kids are cup, but that's probably where you're going <laughs> if, if anywhere. <laughs>
3: a uh, good point but yes dude I am extremely excited about Cooper Cup you asked me earlier in the show about my expectations for this team this year and whether or not it's Super Bowl or bust or how far we're going to get well Cooper Cup adds such a major element to this offense and not worrying about injuries it the outcome is looking amazing with Cooper Cup back in the rotation because we know that he's one of Jared Goff's Favorite receivers, Cooper Cup. Just he's one of those players that just has a special element. He's an amazing route runner. Uh, his hands have been improving. I can't wait to see what he's going to bring to the table and what he's going to do to expand this offense. Because you know he missed a lot of games last season and he very much was missed. Uh, however, we saw Josh Reynolds step it up and sort of take his place. And Josh Reynolds was was great. He's a completely different player. We talked about that on Rams Podcast and a few of our, our shows. You know, the difference is Josh Reynolds is taller, uh, not as quick of a route runner, uh, makes big catches. But he had 29 catches for 402 yards and five touchdowns last season over, I believe, seven or eight games. And if you look at that, uh, you know, it's obviously not impressive for a full season. But if you, if you do the math and look at w- what that would be like for a 16-start season – 58 catches, 804 yards, 10 touchdowns. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty good. So you kind of question what's, what's Cooper Cup coming back going to do for the receiver core? Uh, obviously, Reynolds isn't going to see quite as many snaps because, you know, we, we talked about McVay loving that 11 personnel uh, utilizing three wide receivers. But would this allow him to potentially open it up and do four wide receivers? Or are we going to see uh, some different changes because just, recently McVeigh and Snead hinted at that they're going to be using more packages than their typical 11 personnel in 2019, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to open up and add additional wide receivers, including Reynolds. So, uh, you know, we we're just talking about Henderson and whether or not they're going to do two running backs or uh, what we're going to do with the tight end. So I do expect them to mix it up. I hope that Reynolds is able to to get the ball a little bit more, but getting back to the impact of Cooper cup, man, if, I just think the Super Bowl would have been a different game if if he was there. I hope he he remains healthy, but I think he, you know, the the involvement of Jared Goff throughout uh, his time with the Rams
0: Yeah, I'm excited to have those that three-headed monster of the wide receiving core back together. And, and like you said, being able to throw Reynolds in there. And hopefully, Sean McVay does kind of open it up a little bit. We really loved that 11 personnel that they ran over 95% of the time or whatever it was. But teams started, especially at the end of the season, started kind of figuring it out a little bit more. The Bears really mm-hmm. shut it down. The Eagles you know, found a way to really compete with us. Uh, and shut it down. Obviously, the Lions even did pretty well at it. And then in the Super Bowl, the New England Patriots held us to three points. Yes, the game might have been different with Cooper Cup in multiple of those games, but he wasn't there, and you never know how Andrews is going to go. So I think stockpiling offensive weapons like this right now is, is good for the Rams, and we'll have to see. But I'm really curious to see what McVeigh's done in this offseason. We talked about me and you and how we approached it, but um, i had seen from uh, – I follow his girlfriend on Instagram – and uh what a I know you do. What an ugly duck, right? I mean, come on. No, yeah, right. Uh but
1: <laughs> And I only know you do because I do.
0: Yeah, and I really do it for research purposes. Uh you know, she'll post up <laughs> pictures of them and stuff like that. But they were on vacation and she's like, you know, scrolling over to him and he's like uh, got his head in a book and, and he she said he's you know looking at plays and stuff, and it's like I just can't wait to see what he's really come up with, with adding some of the talent, with understanding that Todd Gurley isn't going to be one to used, you know, 250 times this upcoming season and how they're going to shake things up, what you're going to do with cutback and all those things that kind of play into it. And then obviously knowing that our offense line is different. So you can't really think about the what how dominant they were up front you can't expect that. So you got to think about how can you get the ball out quick? How can you, you know, maybe start to do more traps and pulls and different things to kind of move people around and to use, you know, take advantage of, you know, the strengths and weaknesses of what our roster looks like right now. So many questions coming into it. And I'm going to leave you with this and we'll kind of, we'll we'll leave with one last question. Uh The Rams are notoriously known. We talked a little bit about this throughout the week, but the Rams are notoriously known for extending players before the season starts. You know, obviously we did it uh, with Todd Gurley. We did it with Brandon Cooks. We did it with Havenstein. We did it with a bunch of people. There's a couple people that are on the radar for a long-term extension, Jared Goff being one of them. Coming into, we picked up his fifth-year option, so there's that. But at the same time, do we want to get him before you know, more quarterbacks continue to break the mold and we're trying to find him the best amount of money. Uh, Marcus Peters, another guy who picked up his fifth year option, but it's coming into his last year. If we want to lock him in long-term coming off of, I don't want to say a down season, but Mm -hmm. definitely not his best season in the NFL. Uh, and then even one we mentioned yesterday, Corey Littleton, uh, coming into his last year, he's on a really cheap um, restricted free agent tender right now I think it's like $3.2 million He's another guy, young core that we might want to Add long term, if you had to pick one of those Guys or even another guy that might be up For an extension, would you pick Any of them to extend before the season Or would you go in and kind of roll the dice With all of them and say, nah, I'm not ready to give up long term Money right now on any of those guys
3: Mm-hmm. Well, I'll kind of answer your question in two ways. So one, who would I extend or uh, sign? Probably B.J.R. Goff. I'd get into that. And who would I be a little bit worried about? Well, Marcus Peters, like you said, it wasn't his best season. And although he's been uh, trying out new roles as maybe a weatherman uh, lately, I don't think he killed it at that either. <laughs> but uh, Marcus Peters, while he did win me a jersey this, off, this uh, season, he he i will say even though Talib was out for a while and that you know had an impact on mark Peter's game i will say i don't feel 100% confident saying like yeah this is our guy moving forward let's do the extension jared goff on the other hand he he is our guy i mean third season in we get to the super bowl with him yeah he only scored 3 points but Having said that, we continue to see him getting better and better. His accuracy is he's got an amazing accuracy and is continuing to approve improve. I think he can get in his own head a little bit and high pressure situations like the Super Bowl and and you know, he just uh he he's he's golf, you know, he's got that kind of uh ditzy cali boy vibe uh,
0: so you're telling me you'd extend jared goff but you're on the fence about who you want for your free jersey you're not gonna the number 16 doesn't attract you at all
3: dude uh you know yeah i probably would go with <laughs> a golf jersey i mean i'm just i'm one. just
0: throwing you under the bus just you know we just yeah. talked about it i was like you know what i'm gonna bring this and throw it right back on his plate yeah. uh um, we gotta get that figured out with the seahawkers podcast and uh get those ordered and I got to get some – I think there was a second part of – if you guys are catching up, and we talked about it a lot last year, but we did the bet. Obviously, James was an interception bet involving Marcus Peters. Mine was a straight-out record bet, which I think I had by, like, almost week 12. It felt like wrapped (laughs) up. But um, we both get jerseys, and then I think they've got to run, like, a three-cone drill or something random like that. And or I think I get to write, like, a short 30-second script uh, that they have to – uh read out loud and so i've got to come up with something that you know makes us feel good maybe probably making fun of russell wilson and somehow and i don't know what i'm going to put together but we got to get that going and uh before the season is here uh james dude i so glad you finally said yes and and got your duster out and uh cleaned up the mic and came on because this brings me back my brother i know we are in two separate rooms right now uh it, you know an hour and a half apart from each other. You're down in, in beautiful San Clemente. And I now live uh, in a beach town myself in Redondo beach, but hey, we're apart. We used to do this fair. right next to each other. Cheers and beers right before we started. So we'll have to get together again soon. I'll come down there. You come up here uh, and we'll get a face to face again and um, you know, keep it going. So I appreciate it so much, my man look forward to talk to you and thanks for coming on.
3: Dude. Thanks for having me on. I just I'm so jacked to be back on the mic and I, I think I'm going to keep doing this. You know, I think I'm going to keep at it. I
0: think you got something good here, my man. (laughs) I think you got something good. But Rams Nation, you know what it is. Until next time. Peace. Peace.